What's up, guys? This is Aaron, Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, going to start something up this week uh, in lieu of kind of the brand split being reformed and restarted and reinitiated this past week. Uh, but we're going to, what, what I'm going to do, because my participation in the group podcasting might be a little more limited moving forward with new uh, personal and professional schedules about to begin. Um, I'm going to make sure I still stay active on here, and I'm going to do kind of what I'm going to call a mini-cast. And this is going to be called um, Who Won the Week? Now, mainly it will focus on whether Raw or SmackDown was better and, you know, qualitatively why that was. Um, But it might be a case, too, where maybe there was another promotion or another um, match elsewhere outside of WWE maybe was more interesting than what WWE had to offer that's been the case sometimes um i will uh do my best to keep up with all that but like i said with the schedule being what it is and me being a lifelong wwe fan this um kind of mini cast series is going to focus more on wwe than anything so if you're still into that go ahead and stay tuned and let's roll with it um no fancy intro music today we're going to do kind of the the revamped intro to the intro music that we just debuted on the last episode but no intro music this is mini cast and i'm already talking way too much so the consensus by most people that we talked to was that raw was the better show coming out of the gate for the brand split and i would tend to agree with that um a lot of people were saying oh it was better because finn balor made a big impact or because Sasha Banks won the women's title. Um, you know, on SmackDown, all you really had was Dolph Ziggler. It was kind of the big thing, surprising thing coming out of SmackDown. But, and yes, that's all true, but let's look at what we're actually saying when we look at all those um, happenings on Raw and maybe the lack thereof on SmackDown. Raw this week um, was a lot more action, a lot more definitives, if you will, you know, we have a, a new championship that was created. We haven't seen the actual physical belt yet, but we will. The WWE Universal Championship. We have a new women's champion. That was a big title change, obviously designed to kind of pop the internet, if you will. Maybe pop a rating or a quarter hour rating if those are even considered anymore. Um, so you had all that, plus you had... Um, kind of just the reset on raw in general and that's that's kind of the flagship show i think people were really out of the gate interested to see what how raw would function you know you had roman reigns pinned clean you had the two fatal four-way matches um everything was very exciting you know we had progression in the tag division um kind of the new day and the club gallows and anderson that looks to be kind of the next title feud maybe enzo and Cass are going to get involved in that i certainly hope that they do Um, they're very, very white hot right now with the crowd. Um, but you had a lot of things that happened that came to fruition that kind of let you know where Raw was headed. Whereas SmackDown is kind was kind of more of the same of Shane McMahon promising new things and setting up new things, but those things weren't ultimately initiated too much. We didn't see a ton of progression on the Cena, AJ Styles feud, um, I would assume that's continuing since neither of them's in the title picture. Um, we had the promise of Randy Orton, you know, being com- competition for Brock Lesnar, but we didn't actually see him interact with Brock Lesnar yet. And there's no guarantee that they will interact on the same show at all 
before SummerSlam because they're on two different brands. You have to think that they will to build the match, but um, <clears throat> that's something that we're still kind of waiting to see those two face-to-face. And maybe the, the, the money there is that you don't do that till SummerSlam, but um, we had the promise of a second women's division on SmackDown. You know, you had Becky versus Natty, and then you had the introduction of all the other talent that subsequently came out, Eva Marie's entrance being obviously the best one um alexa bliss carmella a returning naomi being among those as well um i'd like to think nikki bella ends up on smackdown just kind of as another experienced worker on that brand with all the other new talent that they're bringing up um so you had all that um but then this um you know dean ambrose's next opponent ends up being dolph ziggler and um it seems that we're going to have two somewhat fan favorite baby faces competing. And I, I think maybe a lot of people were just surprised when I looked at the composition of that six man tag, you know, you had Apollo Cruz come in when the battle Royal to get involved in that. But really, I thought it was going to come down to Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, he was one of two heels and I don't think they're putting Baron Corbin in that spot just yet. Um, and then I started thinking more, well, Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose just had a very lengthy feud that was blown off last year. Can't imagine that. Or maybe it was even earlier this year. Maybe they fought at the Rumble, actually. But I couldn't imagine that they were going to put those two in a main program again. So it's kind of like, well, Dolph Ziggler. I, I mean, I know everyone is kind of clamoring for Dean versus AJ, and I think we're going to get there. I'd like to think AJ beats John Cena. John Cena goes off on hiatus to do American Grit. Season two, that was just greenlit. And then maybe you have um, Dean come out of his program with Dolph still with the title, and then maybe you get AJ involved from there. I'd like to think that we see AJ Styles with that belt by the end of the year. But again, SmackDown was just kind of a lot of um, of promises made. You know, that we have Shelton Benjamin coming back. We saw the promo. We didn't actually get to see him yet. Something to look forward to. Alpha, American Alpha, didn't get it in the ring just yet. They were out there for the opening promo, but... They were promised to be in competition next week. And again, you know, he had all those new uh, women talents, those female talents that were introduced, but most of them weren't involved outside of a small promo or a small entrance. So a lot of things that were promised, but you didn't actually get any of them yet. Does it build intrigue in SmackDown? I think so. I'm interested to see what they do with that show, especially with it being live moving forward. Um, But ultimately, Raw gave you more... um, they gave you the actual ice cream instead of actually promising you an ice cream treat later. For, you know, it's kind of a silly analogy, but it's what it was. And maybe this week, Raw is going to just kind of continue to stay the course with the the balls that they set into motion, where SmackDown's going to have more things happening. Maybe they're going to start creating titles that they don't have that Raw has, such as tag team title for SmackDown or a women's title for SmackDown. I still like the idea of doing something completely different, maybe an intergender six-person tag team championship type thing, just to be different. Um, I think that could be kind of cool. I don't think they're actually going to go there, but it could be kind of cool. So I think there's a lot of things that are going to happen on SmackDown this week as opposed to just projecting them or uh, waiting for them. But then again, on Raw, you still have a lot of questions that were unanswered. They didn't really set a program for Roman Reigns into motion, which I think they definitely could have. You know, him and Kevin Owens makes a lot of sense to me. Coming out of those Fatal 4-Way matches, um, or maybe he's going to be kind of a periphery character in this Finn Balor-Seth Rollins feud, given the promo, the you know, the brief promo that he cut at the end of 
Raw when he was pinned clean by Finn Balor. Um, we're looking to see, like I said, what's going on with Kevin Owens. You have Sami Zayn. You have whoever Rusev's next challenger is going to be for the United States Championship. Um, certainly we'll see if Enzo and Cass insert themselves into the tag team championship picture. Um, then you also have a Charlotte, you know, that was just announced she's going to have her rematch at SummerSlam, so there's some build to be done there. I'm interested to see where they go with the women's division because it's a little light at the moment. You have the two people in the title picture at the moment. You have Nia Jax. You have um, Summer Rae. And I think there was like maybe one more female talent. Oh, Paige that I'm missing. But otherwise, there's not a ton of female talent on that roster. So I kind of hope we'll start to see a little more development there. And you still have guys like Cesaro and Sheamus to do something with, um, as well as uh, Braun Strowman continuing kind of his his new singles run, I guess. So there's things that can happen. I just I hope we see more direction and less of like the building intrigue factor because it's five hours of television, and at a certain point you can promise people things, but you have to start also kind of getting the ball moving so we have something to be entertained by for those five hours. Not to mention the other two hours of um, programming on Wednesday nights from WWE with the Cruiserweight Classic going on for another seven weeks, as well as NXT's programming. Um, should be interesting, especially NXT this week. We have Bobby Roode coming back, or debuting rather, and uh, Hideo Itami coming back, which is very exciting. Uh, those, you know, Hideo's definitely been missed a year plus out of action. Um, Another thing I wanted to, to kind of drop on you guys is I've actually watched TNA the last couple of weeks, and yes, the final deletion rejuvenated my interest in their product, the Bound for Glory uh, tournament series to find out who Bobby Lashley's number one contender is has been very interesting. Then you have the Hardys saga, Matt lost this week, and you got to think him and Jeff are going to go one more time. Moose just debuted. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Roderick Strong ends up there. He just finished up with Ring of Honor and PWG this weekend. I'd like to see him in NXT, but I almost wonder if he'd have more shine right now in um, TNA or something comparable. But he definitely has a plan if he left Ring of Honor, you would think, after being there so long. Um, but TNA's been good. It's been fun. Um, some of the stuff I'm not as into, the stuff with the decay and the bromance I'm not really into. Their women's division stuff isn't what it used to be by any means. Um, definitely a little fast-forwarding going on on the DVR there on my end. But overall, it's been a fun product. And I, the other thing is I have not watched a lick of Ring of Honor in a couple weeks. Um, usually when I tune in, I like to watch Donovan Dijak, friend of the show. I like to watch um, Adam Cole and the Bullet Club stuff and Jay Lethal, obviously. Um, but they're not, I guess, I don't understand how they didn't cash in on the Bullet Club's kind of re, I guess, rejuvenation or whatever at best in the world when Adam Cole joined the Bullet Club and they super kicked everyone like 51 times. I don't understand how you don't put the belt on Adam Cole sooner or later or really make that a big program because then they went into like Jay Lethal versus um, Jay Briscoe rematch. It's kind of like, we're not even going to develop that farther or see what Cabana's going to do since his title shot was wrecked by the Bullet Club. I know they've been doing some stuff on their their weekend shows that they put up on Ring of Honor, um, their their wrestling website, like video library that you can purchase. But it's kind of like, man, this is 
not a good use of the TV product. I know it's only an hour a week, but we could progress some things and build the interest for the next pay-per-view, which I I think is at the sometime in August, or maybe I know they have one in early September, I think. Something's coming up in New York. I know they have Cody Rhodes debuting in December, but I don't know. I kind of hope Ring of Honor starts to tighten up the storytelling a little bit because I can only go in and watch the same guys have awesome matches so many times before it's kind of like all right i've seen these guys have awesome matches but where are we going so i guess more to come on that maybe i'll try and check it on ring of honor this weekend because you can stream it for free on their website the most recent episode so maybe i'll do that we'll see it's been a lot of wrestling especially with the pay-per-view last weekend and cruiserweight classic adding an additional hour um but anyways, uh, back to the original point of this minicast. Raw definitely won. I expect SmackDown to have a better showing this week moving forward. A lot of their storylines. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll check in with you guys probably around the same time next weekend. I will definitely not be part of the you know, usual midweek Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast episode with the rest of the crew. Because I will be out of the state on vacation. So... Have a good wrestling week. Enjoy Dean Ambrose on the Stone Cold Podcast tomorrow night. Enjoy Raw. Enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy all the other programming in between. And we'll talk to you guys real soon.